fantasy news, fantasy updates, fantasy clowning. We doing it all the time, baby. Champ and chump fantasy dump. I'm your host, Chump. <laughs> the champ's here. I'm with my boy, Champ. We call him Commiss Tommy B. Forfeiting a season to get picks for the next year? Is it worth it? Ali, he's a nut job and a half, man. <laughs> Damn, boy. Champ and Chump, fancy dump. All right, folks, here we go. Champ of the Chump Fantasy Dump, wide receiver top 10. Champ, how are we doing this week, man? Living life, man. Excited to get into this uh, wide receivers. Probably the deepest the position's been in a few years, so we'll see if we can hammer out these top 10 real quick for you. Bro, I am John Kerry. I am flip-flopping, going against the grain, going against whatever I said in the past. I created this list, and I am so befuddled how it ended up. I'm with you, man. This is it's like the we were talking like it's the running backs, you know, you got the top five and then like six through fifteen, six through twenty. Like yeah, it could be any one of them. It's whoever you like. Yeah, it's whoever who you like. Ugh. So it's almost guaranteed though. NFL's going off without a hitch. That's what it sounded like. I mean, we're from Michigan, so that MSU says they're they bring their students back. That's pretty if if students are being back, that almost college football. And if college football gets back, it's damn near. I mean, NFL is guaranteed back. Right. Yeah, I think it would just come down to if they're going to let fans in or a certain amount of fans or what. But sounds like it's going to happen either way. So that's good for us. I love it. I love it. Let's get this season going. Yes, sir. Get these boys. Come on. Get these fellas back into the game, man. I'm tired of them getting in trouble in the offseason. Right. You know, let them back in. They need some structure in their life. Yep, they need that uh, the structure. Like you said, I was going to try to think of a word, but you already said it. That regiment. That regiment. Regiment. There you go. There's another one. I'm a wordsmith tonight, man. I'm a wordsmith. Okay, got your thesaurus around you? Yeah, yeah, you know that. All right, folks, we're going to do the top 10 wide receivers. I did mine as a half PPR. Some do full, some do no. I don't give a shit. All, it seems pretty much the same. If you can catch the rock and score touchdowns, you will be on my list. Yeah, I think there's not too much difference between maybe like standard, half PPR, PPR. Come, obviously, you get more points, but it just comes down to like the, the amount of catches, which if you're a top receiver, you're getting catches anyway. So. Well, and there's no Wes Welker, Danny Amendola. He's still there, but he ain't there. You know what I mean? Anymore. It's like, all right, yeah, you got 12 receptions for 65 yards, but there's not – I mean – Right now, there's in the top 10, there's a bunch of monsters that can do it all. Mm-hmm. They can catch 15 passes. They can catch five but have two touchdowns. Like, it doesn't matter. All these dudes are freaks. Yes. These are some of the most gifted dudes in the NFL. That's for sure. The way they can just run, move their bodies, run these routes. And some of them act like it, too, man. Prima Donna's got elite. All the divas. Always coming from wide receivers. Helly divas, man. They are just all about the shine. Don't be the rock. Hey. I'm always open. Always. I am always open. All right, folks, hold on. We just got some clips last night from one of our boys sending out old uh, highlight reel tapes. And your boy, Champ, Ooh. hold on. We had some stick 'em, snag 'em. Oh, my. I forgot how 
big you were on the field, my man. Let them know, man. I have some snags out there, you know. Zero yards of yak still, so I got that going. It for doesn't me. matter. Hey, it doesn't. Cornerback was pressing. You're just like boom, and you had the lazy speed. You know what I mean? The speed that you didn't realize that you were that fast. You're like, oh shit, he's past me. Yep. And then catching it over your shoulder. I'm like, God. Oh yeah. You were a freak. We had them long strides going. Good for you, man. I forgot about that. I'm glad that we got a little bit of a, what is it, a little reunion in that. Man, I forgot how good you were. Oh, yeah. Those were good times back in the high school days. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm glad. So, you were a wide receiver. You know what this top ten's about. Yes, sir. Let's go off onto it. Who is your number one wide out? Let's hear it. I'm hoping it's both of ours. Uh, Michael Thomas, New Orleans Saints. Nope. No. Okay. No. Here we go. Starting no. off. Starting off right. Oh uh, yeah, I got Michael Thomas, man. I, I think when you get 185 targets in the season, there's no. Yeah. I mean, even if he goes down to say 150 range, you know, 157 was Julio at number two last year with targets. So yeah. I mean, he's still going to be leading up there in the leading league in targets, and then he got 1,700 yards and nine touchdowns. You got to think of yards and catches. 149 catches. Might go down a little bit just because it's hard to repeat stuff like that. But nine yeah. nine touchdowns. That's I feel like that's there to stay. Yeah, and the I I have him as my number two. It's not like I dropped him off, right. off the list. Yep. Um, the only that that threw me for a loop is he's not sexy. Only one top 40 performance for fantasy. But then like you go down the list and go, well, he was the number one wide receiver by 67 half PPR points last year. Like he's the the embodiment of consist consistency, and he just that he had a year which I traded him by the way. I, hey, out there, that's why I'm a chump. I traded him halfway through. For who? Uh, uh, who did I trade him? Todd Gurley, wasn't it's it? It's your it boy was, Todd. Like him to you. I don't even we, use God. We had to get Gurley in the pod somehow this week. Yeah, I mean, fuck. Uh, stupid. That's why I'm the chump. But um, he is almost like a, a a tight. Like he uses his body. Like he, it's amazing. He's he's a big guy. Um, he's not blazing speed, but he route runs and he can catch the rock. He's this. I think that's why he's in the top four, top three, top two because he's the safest pick in the fantasy world, in my opinion. I mean, he wasn't, yeah, he wasn't blowing, like, the numbers out of the water like crazy, but he was just so consistent every week. I mean, he was right around almost 10 catches a week, it feels like. Yeah. And then right around 100 yards, if not more, throw some touchdowns here and there. So he's just consistent. He's, I mean, he could do it. He runs routes from all over the field. He's got a Hall of Fame quarterback throwing him the ball. I mean, everything going right for Michael Thomas to this point. And it's not like, I mean, they got Emmanuel Sanders. They... They put weapons around their best players, which like benefits them. So like uh, when uh, Ingram, you know, went away, you know, Latavius Murray, Murray came in. When um, Ted Ginn goes away, Emmanuel Sanders comes in to benefit their big money stars. And Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara, those big money stars. But they have the suitable uh, surrounding cast to make them the best player they can be because they're because Emmanuel Sanders is that good where they're they're not going to always concentrate on Mike Tom. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they're and the brilliance of Sean Payton in that offense where he can maneuver Michael Thomas. He, I see him in the slot. I see him outside. Like he they can and they can move him around where he's a fucking he's a stud. Yeah, and I think that's maybe why like the Emmanuel Sanders signing, why his maybe targets catches yards might go down a little bit, not like a lot, crazy or nothing. Yeah. But I think it might just go down because he was pretty much the only guy there last year. Like, what was it? Ted Ginn was the number two. Like, 
Taking, but I mean, Emmanuel Sanders is what 31, 32 now. He's getting up there with the Achilles injury. Oh, he's up um, there. I, yeah, and I, I still like him. I mean, I, I would draft him in the late rounds because he's Mr. Consistency and he almost, you know, puckered up your bowl when he almost beat you in the championship. What's <laughs> up, baby? He tried, man. Jonathan Stewart. He tried. That's why I give him, that's why I would always, I always have him in my radar because of how he can, he can ball. Yeah, so I, I love him. The, I, he's my number two, like I said. The only person I'd put above him is because of the draft. And I like him. I don't, I don't know what else to say about him. He's yeah. a stud. So go ahead and hit me with uh, your number one. I have a feeling it's my number two. So Devontae Adams. Yep, yep. One, two. Just flip-flopped them there. And like I said, the only reason I had him as number one was the no help on – which kind of actually makes my opinion on Michael Thomas a little stupid when I said Emmanuel Sanders. But with – a Rod and with him trying to show that he's the you know the best quarterback of all time and in, in the Green Bay because they drafted a quarter uh, quarterback in the first round, I think he's gonna just pepper the ball and Devontae Adams is obviously the clear number one and the only person with a massive target share in that. But like if they brought in, let's say they brought in A B or they brought in somebody like even a guy like where the the, the target share will be divided. Mm-hmm. Then there would be an issue. I'd put Michael Thomas above just because I seen Michael Thomas with his offense. But Devonta Adams has 16 plus points for 23 to 27 games he's played. Like he's always getting the ball. And besides that turf toe, and in that first half of that turf toe, he was winning. He he was gonna come up with the best fantasy game of all time. Oh, it was up there. Oh, it was insane. And ten for 180 before the turf toe. It was insane. And he's gonna. It, and I think with that and with knowing the offense, um, it's gonna help him in this off season. Because um, my number, uh, we'll talk about later. But um, not having anybody there, having a Rod as your quarterback, and just having a Rod say "fuck you" to that 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 franchise and say like "I'm the man." I think he's gonna you know check off runs and go to passes more. And I think Devonta Adams is gonna is gonna flourish. This next year, yeah, with it, I am number two there, so not too far off. And I just last year he missed those four games, turf toe or four and a half, you want to call it. So he was right around like 10, 10 and a half targets a game on his pace. So you add another 40 targets for those four games missed to his 127, he's you know, he's up around 170, easily number two in the league at targets. He's going to get the yards, touchdowns are going to come. I know he had double digit touchdowns. Previous three seasons until last year, I mean, there's nobody there. Nobody. Well, there. the funny thing is, in my top 10, I'm looking at it right now, there's no – everybody that's in my top 10 has a, a wide receiver two on their squad that I will – I have. I'm considered drafting in the later rounds. Devontae Adams, I would I, – I mean, Lazard maybe, but, like, there's not a guaranteed, like, number two or number three, like, sleeper because there's nobody, like, they drafted. They're, like, willing to, to waste a draft pick on. He's the only one in my top ten that doesn't have another wide receiver, and that might hurt him, maybe. But I'm I'm pushing it as going to be a benefit for him, and hopefully they just pep. I mean, utilize him in ways, and hopefully you know Aaron Jones as the pass catching running back gets the defense kind of you know perplexed. But hopefully he doesn't draw you know triple you know quad teams where like he just gets (laughs) shut out and they give it to the practice squad wide receiver. But it could be. But I'm banking on. Him being the guy, which he is, and the big of him getting those, you know, ten plus uh, receptions a game, and I think he's gonna have massive stats. 
I agree, man. He's gonna he's gonna ball out this year. He get back to those double digit touchdowns over a thousand yards. Probably gonna pass hundred catches, you would say too, without any other threats there. You throw it to Aaron yeah, Jones, I, you're gonna throw it to Lazard, Funches, Sternberger, like these guys aren't great receivers or anything like that. So yeah, they brought in Funches as like a, like a Mano Sanders. I'm like he he came and smelled Mano Sanders jockstrap. You know, it's like there's it's I was big. You know, like there has to be a wide receiver two on that team, and like I'm searching for him. maybe in the preseason you can find one. But as of now, I'm like fuck, dude. Devontae Adams and Jones and A Rod. That's it. And Dylan, if you want to, you know, get a fullback that they drafted second round in. That team is so fucking weird to I me. Mean, I'm glad they're fucking. It's wild. I, I'm glad it's so like. Uh, you know, almost like Kardashian. There's so much drama there. Um, All based around Rodgers, too. Yeah. It, it's crazy to me. And the and supposedly the, the most wide receiver, um, had the most depth and wide receiver in the draft, and they just didn't get one. Like, they just decided that. They decided Lazard and Funches were going to be the answer. Or get like a tight, like, it's weird. And like, they had Jimmy Graham, who was, I mean, he's, Five years past his prime, and he had you know all his injuries, and they just said, and and Aaron Rodgers is the is a fucking piece of like he's an asshole, and they made him more of an asshole. Like he has now the the ammunition to be more of an asshole to to your team. It's like I don't get it. I I, I don't know what's going on up in uh, Green Bay. It doesn't. Whatever. All right, let's get to number three. I was I am. So fucking John Kerry and all my shit. This I have flip flopping Magoo this week with the wide receivers. What is? I'll give you my wide receiver number three, and then I think you're gonna love it. Julio Jones is my number three. Squad up, number three for me too. Okay, I I am I'm turning into old guy. I'm gonna be fucking I I'm gonna be having a caravan with five kids, a white picket fence, and khakis anytime soon. I'm a fucking loser. I am picking him because I'm, he's the safest fucking pick. Last time he was in top 10 wide receiver was 2013. All this dude does is provide for his family. Every week, every year, this dude is consistent. I, I hate that he gets so much hate for not scoring touchdowns because he doesn't need to score touchdowns to be a top five, top 10 fantasy wide receiver. No, this is where that half PPR and those yards bonus come into play because this dude, all he does is stack up stats. I hate him all the time because rule number one scored tutties. I can't deny his stats from 2013 on. Like, I mean, 13 he was injured, but 2014 to 2019, he's, I mean, it's been, a, he's a Hall of Famer. And he, he, what are you, 29? He, 28? He's, 30, he's 31 right now. Oh, Jesus. I know. Like, he's, he's getting up there. But he doesn't look like 31 on the field still. He still looks – I mean, obviously not. He's 21, but he's still got the speed, the size. That's the high, that's the risk, I guess, this year is, like, he'll tap tap him on the shoulder if Father Time would, but it hasn't declined yet. And so, like, why would I bank – I'm not going to bank on it yet. He's an Amazon stock yeah. right now. Some of these dudes, just they're just built different. They're built different, and they just last longer. You know, like, try to think – like, maybe, like, T.O. or something. You know, he played – Later in yeah. his 30s, he just built different than these other wide receivers. And I think that's like Julio, just a big, tall, strong dude that just doesn't stop. I mean, almost. He got them long strides like your boy, man. Yes, he got sir. them long strides like you, man. Yes, sir. Yeah, almost 1,400 yards every year. Just missed it last year by six yards. And then, yeah, he just, I mean, the touchdowns, that's the that's the downfall on Julio. He's never had more than eight in the last six years. But yeah. he really floats right around that six to eight range, which is okay. 
I'm I'm here for yeah. it. You know, he's going to put up around 100 catches and that 1,400 yards. It's just huge. And he's there every week doing it. And if he is your, I would say, in that 12, even 13 to 14 pick, he's the he's the, the consistent – he's there. I mean, like, he's always going to be there. So why not take that chance – not even that chance, but just pick him up. Because mm-hmm. he's dropping to that, that 10th pick. And sometimes people aren't letting – he's dropping – if you get that snake – I mean, if you pick him in the first round, that 12th pick, and then you pick or wait to pick him in the 13th, he's at first pick of the second round. Either way, he's dropping like that because of uh, maybe his touchdown production, or just people are tired of picking the same guy, which mm-hmm. I get it, but he's there every single year. It's insane how good he is. I think that's kind of, you kind of hit it on the head there. Like, they're tired of picking Julio. You know, he's always up there in the top ranks, and people just want the new guy that's coming in. You know, you got yeah. maybe like a Tyreek Hill, Michael Thomas, Chris Godwin. You know, these guys, they're the new breed of receivers happening right now. And they're just like, oh, I don't want Julio. You know, he's been around. He's been doing the same thing. But he's always there. He's always doing it. So you might as well take him. Take your exactly. points. Exactly. Especially if he's falling to that even 9 to 12 range. Like He's considered, you know, he can win. He can be the wide receiver one. I mean, like the legit first – his stats – if he scored four to five more touchdowns this past year, he would be I don't I don't know right off the top of my head, but he'd be in the top three, right? Like I mean Yeah, he was PPR number three last year. Exactly. There's no denying it. With only six touchdowns. So I'm sorry I made fun of him so much last year. <laughs> Just last year, every other year, man. You gotta stop the hate on Julio. Yeah. Rule number one is always score touchdowns, but they're there. I think they're coming. I don't I don't I think Especially with his big body, his yards might go down in the next couple of years. But I think his touchdowns are going to come up because of his uh, almost like a Keyshawn Johnson type. Because Keyshawn Johnson, I think, ran a four seven four eight. Let's say like his speed goes down, which I don't think it will. He's a freak. He will be that Austin Hooper touchdown machine then in the Atlanta Hawks offense. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Not as many like deep passes. Yeah, yeah, maybe not like you know Kelvin, but even Kelvin Johnson, the jump balls he will always get. Like, he should always – they should always throw up to him. That's the thing, like, they're like, LeBron James is going to be – like, he could, you know, translate into NFL. And, like, well, you already have a LeBron James in the NFL, and it's Julio Jones. Like, he's a, he's a physical freak, and he, he uses his body the way that he should use his body, and he's always – he's going to be the first ballot Hall of Famer. He's a stud. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I could talk about Julio all day. Yeah, I'm going to stop talking shit. Get off the <laughs> All right, number four. <laughs> Who's your number four, man? Oh, I got Tyreek the Freak. Ah! Hell no. Fuck that. Well, okay. Keep going. Yeah, I don't I think Tyreek is very comparable to like what Julio Jones does. You know, he's gotten no. he a lot of yards. Hell His no. His catches aren't all the way up there. You know, he's right around like 70, 80 catches usually. Man. He just got the yards because he's so fast, man. I'll give you that. He's a he's so fun to watch. Mm-hmm. I think the Kind of a down thing. Obviously, the health last year, he missed some games with the collarbone and stuff. But other than that, he only missed one game his first three seasons in the NFL. So I don't think the health, that's kind of a fluky injury, the collarbone. That's not something that you like, you weren't taking care of your body. You just fell wrong on it. Bro, his neck is like Takeo Spikes, dude. His neck is all traps. He's a, he looks like a, like a, he looks like a Doug Martin. The, the, what is it called? The muscle hamster. Muscle hamster. He's a little guy, but man, he is. Fast as hell. I think that's where the, the touchdowns, you know, it's hard to predict what he's going to do with touchdowns because most of them were coming, you know, 40, 50 yards away from the end zone. And two years ago he had 12, and then last year he only had seven. 
obviously missing the four games, but that's the big thing though is his touch. That's why I dropped I dropped him pretty heavy here. Um, I was surprised for the twelve games he did play. He only had eight hundred sixty yards and, and he only had seven touchdowns. Um, I was surprised because watching the um, playoffs and all that shit, like he, I mean, most of the time is the best player on the field. You know, he's a physical freak. Mm-hmm. He's the fastest guy in the field. And just the way their offense, I don't know if Andy, Andy Reid, he, you, they have so many weapons. I dropped him down two two notches from you. I have a surprise five, but I would he he's boomer. He was wide receiver two or better in twenty one of his forty three um, games. Yeah, and that's the inconsistency. That yeah, and there's another guy on my on my sleeper list that has matched that consistency, um, and you can get him in the, you know the fifth round, which we'll talk about later. But um, I want. I like him on my like on my team because I want to root for him. He's a he's a phenomenal guy to root for. I just want to be more consistent. I know, and they have so many they have so many weapons. They have so many, now with Hilaire uh, Williams in the backfield with pass catching abilities, and now they have you know they still have Watkins, they still have uh, Hardum, they still have uh, um, Darwin. I mean, they have so many weapons. Um, fucking Kelsey, I I like him a lot. I mean, he's in my top six, but. I want his consistency to be there more. I want him to be more of a possession wide receiver because he's a fucking freak. I want him to have the ball as many times as possible. I was just blown away at the 860 yards. Granted, it was 12 games, but the seven touchdowns, I, if he gets to a 10-tutty uh, season this year, 10-tutty plus, he will be wide receiver, you know, two, three maybe. I mean, I mean, he's he has the ability to be wide receiver one, which is crazy to me having him drop into six, but... It's so sketchy because he has games where he, he kind of disappears and sometimes just because of their offense, just because Andy Reid and their their matchups, that's my issue. Like, it's a Bill Belichick type of, of mentality with Andy Reid. He's so good. Isn't really, he doesn't fucking care about fantasy. He cares about winning games. So it's it's different. I don't know. I was I was hesitant to put him in my top five, and that's why I didn't. But I, I can see how you put him at four. Yeah, I think the consistency will, will step up. I mean, this last year was like basically his third Season as the number one receiver, his rookie year, he wasn't really the number one. He was kind of coming in in that role. And he missed the games last year. So he's only 26 years old still. I think he's just coming into his prime. Mahomes, obviously, in his prime. That offense, just coming off Super Bowl win. I think everything's aligning for Tyreek to have a big season this year. I hear you. I've never had him on my team. I wish I could. Um, I've always had him in my queue. And, uh, you know, it's either like, you know, two two or one or three you know, spots available, you know, ahead of me gets him. But, He's definitely fun to watch, you know. You and you want to get a part of the Chiefs' offense if you can, and if you're able to get the number one receiver for them, you got to do it. Yep, I'm with you. All right, I like that. My number four was uh, D Hop. Okay, I have my number five, so we're right there still. Okay. Um, That's why I think these these top guys are. I think they're very close to the top guys. I think the bottom half again is where we're gonna get crazy yeah. with it. So I put D Hop. I was hesitant to put him at number four, but it, like I'm flirting with my mentality. I'm getting old. I told you, dude. I'm fucking getting old. You know, first was like, all right, rule number one, score touchdowns. But the consistency is what I'm looking for. And the only red flag is new offense, new head coach, um, new quarterback, obviously. I think he needs 150 targets. And they're like, I don't think he might get it. He's been guaranteed, he's been guaranteed 150 targets since he's been to the Texans. He has the same stat line as as Julio Jones type, where I mean, down since 2013, it's been you know money, you know money every single time. 
I, I, that's why I put him right under Julio Jones because of that stat line. So you do think he's going to get close to the 150 targets he got last year in Houston, in Arizona? If the fucking hype of, of, of Kingsbury is real and that Texas Tech bullshit translates into the NFL and you got your guy as, your, as Kyler um, and D-Hop is shown to, to play well with rookie quarterbacks because uh, Deshaun Watson was a rookie quarterback under him and he had to, you know Tom Savage, there's nothing... And he's always, you know, performed. And he's never been like a – he never acted diva. You know what I mean? Like he's never like, you know, did the A-B, did the Odell Beckham shit in the sidelines. I mean, he talks cash shit, but he talks cash shit to the cornerbacks. I I need Kyler to have a year this year because I, I it's a high risk at number four, but I like him. I want I want him to be that guy. That's why I have a number four. It's a high risk. I don't. I. I. There's question marks, uh, Mish. I don't know. I. I want him there. I put him there. Is 150 targets feasible for him? Who knows? Yeah, I think it is. I mean, Fitz Fitzgerald and Christian Kirk each had over 100 last year, and then yeah. they're like number three, like uh, Bird or Keyshawn Johnson combined for 88 targets. So I don't think that Fitz is going to get 100 again. Kirk might if they're keeping him as the number two and he stays healthy. But when you got a guy like DeAndre Hopkins, like you're going to get him as many targets. Yeah, they're going to they're gonna please him because he's their guy. Yeah, you, you got him for a reason. Like you're going to use him. You're going to throw him the ball as much as you can. And I think Fitz, Gerald, I mean, he might be out there. I'm not hoping, but I'm I'm hope I'm thinking he's gonna have the the headset on a couple of times too, with you know being a coach out there. Oh yeah, he's getting up there. He can still ball out a little bit. He makes some. He plays. does. I mean, he got a fucking he got cheeks on him. No, you know, pause. But the dude <laughs> got an ass where he can you know box out anybody for eight you know seven eight yards. But um, with uh, Isabella there and. Um, you know, Kirk breaking out. Yeah, and they still got Hakeem Butler, too. He was a higher draft pick last year. You know, he was hyped up a little bit. They got a lot of options in the receiving game. But that's what they want to do down there in Arizona. They want to throw the rock. Exactly. And, like, this whole, like, uh, you know, bringing in, you know, a failed Texas Tech but high-powered offense type court, uh, uh, coach. I put him up there just for that reason. Like, he wants to show that his, his offense works in the NFL. And I mean, he looks like you know he wants to be a GQ, but he more he's a he's a poor man's GQ model. He needs to work on his style. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Cliff Kingsbury can do. Let's see what he can do. I mean, now now it's it. You got you got your Hall of Fame wide receiver right there. I mean, you got two now, but you have your in his prime, maybe later prime, but he's still in his prime. D Hop as your wide receiver one. Let's see if you can fucking bust him out, and make him make him the, the Hall of Famer that he is. Yeah, I think that's a that's a fair ranking for Hopkins. You know, he's always been up the top, especially even when he had the shitty quarterbacks he had. You know, we could go. That's what I'm saying. We could go yeah. on throughout the list of the quarterbacks he's played with. He's always producing out there. He had the one down season in 2016. Other than that, he's out there producing every year. So it's just another new quarterback to him and a new system. He just goes out there and balls. And I think it's going to help Kyler too. You know, Kyler only had 20 passing touchdowns last year. That number's got to go up. You would think. Has to. I mean, Kyler's going to have his second year. Kingsbury's going to be in his second year. You bring in Hopkins, who's one of the number one red zone threats in the league. Because all he does is catch rocks. I mean, like, all he does is catch rocks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he doesn't drop many. So your what was your number five? Five was Hopkins. Okay. So my number five is Godwin. I like it. So I'm putting Godwin up there. I think this is my I, – I, he had, you know, 1,300 yards, had nine touchdowns in only 14 games. 
With TB12, I think with Tom Brady there, it's not going to hurt, but it's going to it's gonna make uh, Godwin better and possibly put uh, Mike Evans a little bit down on my list because the fact is they're going to be winning games. And James Winston there was hurling the rock long because they were out of games in the first half because he threw you know three interceptions in the first half. But with winning games, you're gonna run the ball and you're, and you're gonna throw it to your possessional wide receiver. You know, mm-hmm. um, I you know, I uh, James White and uh, uh, Julian Edelman, and I think Godwin fits that that mold of Julian Edelman possessional wide receiver better than Mike Evans does. And I think they're gonna utilize Godwin even more, and that's why I have him in my top five because of that consistency. He had more touchdowns with you know he had more he had so from the twelve games that Tyree Kill played was 860 yards, 14 games, 1,300 yards, and 9 touchdowns compared to 7 touchdowns with Hill. I think that you could flip-flop those two if you want, but I like Godwin in my five because of the B.A. and the Tom Brady and the utilization of him as a possessional wide receiver and talent better than they said that B.A. wants Godwin or is Godwin's uh, Larry Fitzgerald what he had in Arizona or he had you know that type of guy. Um, I like him as a breakout star this year. He had 121 targets last year. I think it's going to only be the same or not better. And he's the guy. I think he's the guy. I think Mike Evans is. I mean, he's a fucking freak. Mike Evans is a freak. But I don't like putting you know two and two like with how good both of them are. But with Tom Brady, and I'm not saying his arm is gone, but I'm saying how he utilizes possessional wide receivers. And I think Godwin's a better possessional wide receiver. And I think. Mike Evans is more of a home run threat, and it's going to be there. Don't get it twisted. I think Mike, Mike Evans is still up there in my list. But with Godwin and Tom Brady, I think they're going to utilize a, a nice relationship, and he's going to flourish in this bad boy. Yeah, I'm with it. I got Godwin at six, so not far off there. I do think the the Brady coming in instead of Winston, I think is going to actually – I don't want to say hurt him, but I think it's going to limit his upside, if you want to say that, because – Brady's not going to go. He's not going to come in and throw thirty picks like Winston threw, and that's why they were in all those shootouts, and that's why they were throwing the ball so much. And they brought Gronk in. You know, Gronk and OJ Howard are there, and Gronk runs across the middle up the seams, and that's what Godwin was doing a lot of. Was he was running up the seams over the middle stuff? Yeah, Brady loves that, but he also loves Gronk, and Gronk's there for a reason. They didn't bring Gronk in to block or you know sit on the bench. So I do think his numbers aren't. I don't know. I think he can get back to the same numbers in a 16 game season, but I don't. St- I just don't think his yards are going to be that high this year. I don't think he's going to be up at 1300 again. And those points were like, I I hear you. I I just I look at you know you look at Gronk as you know the guy in uh, New England, but you all, I mean you also look at bef- you know Julian the West Welkers. And I, I think Godwin is a more physical uh, freak when it comes to that, but he's that similar type guy as, as the wide receiver one. I think who's lost in the shuffle is Mike Evans. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Mike Evans becomes the Randy Moss and and Godwin gets in the back burner. I'm banking on the vice versa where Godwin becomes the, the more possessional, more um, Brady's favorite target, and then maybe Gronk gets – I think his touchdowns might be there, maybe less, but I think I think the red zone is all Mike Evans and Gronk, which scares me for Godwin's, but I think he's there for that half PPR. I put him up there. I was debating on this because it's so hard because this team is – the with Tom Brady bringing Tom Brady in, it, it changes their whole dynamic because 
they like you said before, they were down all the time. It was shootouts all the time with fucking James Winston throwing, you know, heavy picks. And yeah, he threw four picks, but he also threw five hundred yards and another four touchdowns because they were down in the second half. Brady's not gonna do that shit. He doesn't do risk. He doesn't throw risky passes. That's why I think the risky passes are not gonna be there. I think the risky passes were for Mike Evans and not for Godwin. I think Chris Godwin had the had the the nice easy routes. Not easy, but I'm saying like nice safe routes. And I think that's what falls in his game better than Mike Evans, who's the athletic freak. Who like yeah, throw it up because I'm gonna try to go get it like Randy Moss, but. I don't know. I'm banking on him to be good, but I can see what your concerns are there. I mean, you didn't drop him that far, so we both think he's going to oh, be yeah, down. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I still year. think he's going to be up there. Obviously, I am at six. I think he's going to be a great receiver. I just – my that's just my worries on him. I don't think he can get back to that number two spot like he was last year. I think he's going to be more in the back half of the top ten. So you were talking about you're not liking Mike Evans a lot, so I'm just going to go ahead and hit you with – I had Godwin at six, and I got Mike Evans at seven. Well, I said Mike Evans now. I mean, he's in my top 10, bro. Right. Like, he's number 10 in mine. Okay. Just for the fact of that, um, I just, I didn't, I, I had him up there too, but I, I, I literally have an arrow to, I had him at seven and I flipped him down to 10. Like, I, because <laughs> I, I'm thinking about it, I was like, ah, oh, shit, it's I don't know. Flip flop season. Like, it's John Kerry, bro. I'm telling you. I had a fucking, my list is all fucking scatterbrained. I get it. I understand. He's a, like like Julio and Diop, you look at his stats; they've been consistent his entire career. Four out of six uh, seasons, he's been top ten wide receiver. So I can see why you put him at number seven. Yeah, he's been a wide receiver two or better every year, like at yeah. the end of the year. Stats don't lie. Yeah, stats don't lie. He's all, I mean, he's over a thousand yards every year. He's up in the one twenty plus targets every year. You know, touchdowns obviously go up and down year to year, but he. I mean, he just balls out. He's 6'5", 230. Like, this dude's a monster. And I don't get the that Brady can't throw deep stuff. I don't believe that. I think Brady can throw deep. And he showed it last year when he was completing almost 40% of passes 20 yards down the field. You yeah. know, this expected completion percentage is what they want to talk about, too. And he was number four in that, only behind Prescott, Russ Wilson, and Mahomes. So this, And he wasn't throwing to, like, Mike Evans or Chris Godwin or – Anyone deep. He's throwing these balls to, you know, Philip Dorsett, Jacoby Myers, maybe Edelman got a few, maybe Snoo a few. And Josh, Josh Evans, or Josh. Yeah, Josh Gordon for a few games. Yeah, well, Josh Allen's a top top seven or eight fantasy, and, and Tom Brady's getting dropped to, like, you know, 12 or 13. That's the thing. Like, Tom Brady still got it. These people are crazy. Yeah, his efficiency still there. I think it's going to help these two receivers with, like, their catches compared to targets. But I do yeah, think that yeah, their yeah. yardage numbers probably aren't going to be as high, both of them, just because they're not going to be in the shootouts that they were last year with Winston. You know, hey, let me throw this pick six, and then we'll get the ball back right again, and we'll go do the same thing and just keep doing it over and over. So I would like to see some more consistency out of Evans, too, like on a game-to-game basis. Not like season-to-season he's there, but game-to-game. I mean, there was a few games last year where he, he just disappeared. Yeah, yeah, he had to put he up a donut one. in week five. But my thing is this though is like you're playing with James Winston. How frustrating would that be? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's an emotional roller coaster because this dude's oh just my god, it's like, it. what are you fucking throwing at? Yeah, it's like you expect me to go catch that. So and I, yeah, I think just Brady being there, just gonna hype everybody up, you know? Yeah, well, and it's gonna it's gonna make it a patriot like a type where all right, like these if you want to be wild, you're not gonna be wild now. Like 
all right, we're here to win now. You brought in a Hall of Fame quarterback to win. And so, like, Mike Evans even said, he's like, it's a different mentality now. We're here to to listen, and we're here to be coached, and we're here to fucking win games. Yeah. Because they brought in somebody to win games, and this is the guy. So, if you're fucked up and Tom Brady don't like you, you're not going to get the rock. So, yeah, I'm going to listen to him. Yeah, it helps build that confidence, too, especially as a wide receiver. You know, you got to build that confidence that you can go out there and you can dominate these corners, these safeties. Well, it... Yeah, and Tom Brady's fucking already doing private workouts with them. It's like they're like what I said about the uh, D Hop and the new offense. I haven't seen shit that you know Kyler's bringing in D Hop. You know, like oh yeah, Brady's out there to win. Fucking already, no one like, and he knows like his whole point was to get familiar with these guys. Like Julio Edelman is only there because he's familiar with them. You know what I mean? It's not like he's like in crazy. I mean, yeah, he's talented. Don't get twisted, but. Mm-hmm. He's familiar. He knows the routes. He knows how to catch. He knows where the ball is going to be. And Mike Evans, Godwin, and these other guys are going to benefit for Tom Brady's familiarity with them already because he's already going at them with these private workouts in Florida, which is already an open state, which I respect. Yeah, start opening the rest of these states up, man. Let's go. Come on, man. Are you talking about it? You had... You had, so okay, your seven was Mike Evans. Yeah, yeah, I got him at six and then Mike Evans at seven, so... I, my seven this is my thing dude it's so fucking I'm such a pussy my I had a soft seven I'm gonna give you my seven as, as uh, Kenny Galladay okay sell me on this cause I had trouble ranking all Kenny I know me too I put him up there because of his projection so he went from five touchdowns in 17 to 11 and 18 that might be a regression um I the thing about him is the talent's there I see him as more of a plaque, so he's not going to burn you with speed. Um, he's tall. He's lanky. He can jump out of the gym. I, I want more receptions. And I, they didn't really do much on the, the the receiver front and the draft. It's, I think it's his it's his position there as wide receiver one. Yeah, it's him and Marvin Jones. That's it. Yeah, and Marvin Jones is Marvin Jones. Um, I think it's going to – I need more receptions out of him. I think I'm banking on at least 15-plus more. He's only at 64, 65 or something last year. Yeah, 65. With the, yeah, with 11 touchdowns, which is like – you know, that's awesome, but I need more receptions out of you. Like with Michael Thomas, you know, and all these guys getting, you know, 90 to 100-plus receptions. Like, hey, we got to get get the ball past you more. you got to come up big on these these catches. you got to have those 10 reception-type um, games. And maybe his game doesn't doesn't correlate to that, but I think it, it can and it will this year because they don't have much more. They people are banking on them to be bad. I think they're not gonna be that bad. I think they're gonna be decent. I think Matt Stafford knows that he's that number one guy and they're just gonna pepper him a lot. I think it's almost like the Devontae Adams, the poor man's Devontae Adams in this in this situation. Yeah, I think I mean Stafford only played half the season, so we had eight games exactly. without yep. Stafford. And he was still a PPR receiver number nine so i think those catches are definitely gonna come up with stafford being there i mean you look at his game log like the back half of the season there's so many games where he has like three or four catches and yeah it's not gonna happen yeah as the number one receiver on the team you expect to get more than four catches per game especially a dude like galladay he's big strong he can run deep i mean yards per catch last year was 18 yards that's just i mean he owned 1200 yards on 65 catches so he knows how to catch the deep ball. He knows how to make the big plays. His stats were crazy for how little he caught the ball. Mm-hmm. He was super efficient and yeah. without Stafford, too. So you put Stafford in those extra eight games, we might be talking about Galladay in the top five. Exactly. And that and that's why I brought him in there because of the, like I said, rule number one, catch touchdowns. 
But I was shocked that he had, you know, so little receptions and he produced and so and so little receptions in general. And how bad that team was last year. Oh, just the can only... worst defense. Well, I, th- I think it was the worst defense in the league, stat-wise. Some. They're always playing from behind. So A NASA a NASA defensive specialist and fucking sweaty Matt Patricia, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah, dude, I, you would think the Lions, I mean, the perception is that they're not a great team, and we can back that up. I think they're they're usually playing from behind or they're at least in the game, playing for the game. They're not usually with, you know, that two, three touchdown lead and they're just running the ball out. So and they don't have a running game. Obviously they drafted DeAndre Swift to try to maybe help that. But I mean it's it's a passing team. They're gonna Stafford loves to sling it and Galladay's the number one target. And um, they brought in what who did they bring in as their O. C. It was the Tennessee guy, right? They uh Darren Bevel. Darren Bevel. Bevel. Oh uh, Seattle guy. Yep. Seattle, yeah. Um, which he's a, the offense wasn't the issue last year. The defense, so he he called a great game, especially with the the, the team he had. Yeah, shitty quarterbacks he had at the end of the year. Yeah, and uh, with Swift there, I think it's gonna open up for Kenny G. Um, hopefully, um, T.J. Hawkinson can be involved as well, where that there's a threat, and Marvin Jones is a threat for five games a year as well. Um, I like Kenny G in there solely because he's I like guaranteed wide receiver ones and guaranteed like you are my our guy we're going to give you the rock as many times as possible because he's their best player on the field and most and most times i think maybe swift you know can reconsider but Karrion johnson was supposed to be that guy he wasn't um i like him i like him i just, I just like him i don't know yeah i'm with you i had him at number 10 so i didn't i mean i'm not as high he was your number seven right yeah 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 he was he was just weird I think I think it would be different if a you know not a Lions fan don't have to suffer through the Lions every year. I think Galladay maybe would have gone eight nine for me or something, but it's just a home bias for me there. I mean, I gotta own up to that. Yeah, I hear you. I, I put him up so high because I think he's gonna have another breakout year, and hopefully his receptions come from sixty five. Even if it's you know eighty to ninety receptions, that if that's it and his efficiency is that high, he can be top five. Yeah, I think all these numbers are going to go up. And touchdowns, obviously, 11's a, a lot. I think he was tied for the league league last year. I think that's cap. I think that's a, yeah. that might be ceiling. So, but that's fine as long as you get your receptions up and give me like you know eight to ten. I'm happy. Yeah, targets, yards, catches. I think all that goes up this year from last year's stats with a full season of Stafford. No doubt. All right, number eight. You had your seven is Mike Evans, mine is Kenny G. What's your number eight? Oh, you're going to hate this one, I think, but it's OBJ. Mine too. Oh, okay. Coming to round on him. Oh, oh my thing is, I look, I'm look. i looking at the stats. And I'm looking at all this shit. I'm like, he's the best option. He's the best option at number eight. Like, wide receiver two were better, 64% of his games. Um, and he had a fucking hernia injury last year. And coming off of Landry, not knowing if his hip's going to be okay by the turn, like by the end of the, or by the start of the season. Mm-hmm. He's the guy, I, he's the guy in Cleveland they have all these guys, you know, the Hoopers, the the Nojokus, the Hunts, the Chubs. He is their best player, hands down. 
He's a physical and and he's a physical freak. And I think he's gonna have a resurgence this year. I, I I have him in my top ten because of that. Yeah, he put up 133 targets last year playing with that injury, whatever the injury you want to call it, being the hernia, sports hernia, whatever core injury. And he still was getting a bunch of targets. You know, the only down thing was he didn't have that chemistry with Baker. It seemed like seemed like they're on the wrong page all game, every game. That's Kitchens, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think that's I think that's having that 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 look clusterfuck since day one. I think having a, a legit, solid offense. Maybe it's who they brought. Who they brought is their offensive coordinator. Well, they brought in Kevin Stefanski. The Stefanski, the, the Minnesota. Yeah, he's the guy. head coach now, but he's going to be calling his own plays. Yeah, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and people like to talk like, yeah, he wants he wants to run the ball because he ran the ball in Minnesota. But the Minnesota Vikings defense is so much better than Cleveland Browns defense that I don't think he's going to be able to run the ball as much as he really wants to. So I think they're still going to have to throw. And OBJ is going to be the main target. Diggs and Thielen are names that we know because of that offense. You know, what I mean, it's not like if 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 they're off. If Diggs and Thielen, okay, if that guy wasn't the offensive coordinator, and Dig, we wouldn't know that the, the wide receivers were Vikings without a doubt. Like, what do you mean? Like, yeah, they were putting up solid numbers, and you would, I would think that OBJ is more talented than those than Diggs or Thielen. So there's no Hands reason. Down. So there's no reason why he can't ball out there in Cleveland with Stefanski calling the plays. You know, I mean, it was two years ago yeah. that Baker Mayfield broke the rookie passing touchdown record. So it's not like Baker can't play. Baker's got the talent. We've all seen it. They improved the offensive line. They got two new tackles. I just think OBJ is going to bounce back this year. He's going to get back into that top ten. Get get those touchdowns up. He's got to get the touchdowns up, and I think that just comes with overall offense efficiency. And that's going to help with the new coach this year. So we had number eight was Odell, which I, I, we're both at eight, which is wild. That's weird. I didn't think he'd be up there, man. But I like him this year. I honestly do. I mean, with Landry's injury and then with – I think that's thing. That's one thing that we didn't really talk about is Landry's injury too much. I think that hip, man. The hip's not an easy yeah. one to come back from like that. No, no. And, like, I like Landry's possessional wide receiver. He's always, you know, the guy, especially in Miami, where he's – He's that PPR monster, you know, like the 14 mm-hmm. reception for 80 yards or whatever it was, yeah, no yeah. touchdowns. You're like, all right, well, that's fine. Um, with that, the hip, um, who knows when he comes back? And if he comes back, maybe he's 100%, maybe he's not. Um, but there's no one behind them either, you know. It's No, yeah. Donovan Peoples-Jones, Damian Ratley. Like, they got, obviously, they picked up Hooper and they got Njoku still at tight end. But there's this receiving room is not stacked by any means. Besides the no. top two guys. And if Landry's not going to be 100%, OBJ's going to have to – Yeah, he's got to carry that load for him. Exactly. Exactly. That's why I'm with you. Mm-hmm. All right. So, no, what's your number nine? Who's your number nine? Mine's probably different than yours. Mm-hmm. I got Juju Smith-Schuster. Oh, my gosh. The, I oh, just, my I just, I'm, I'm going to ride the bounce back train from OBJ oh, over to Juju. That's a fucking train. That's a oh, train. Right. I just – the dude is talented. He dealt with injuries last year. He dealt with some fucking JV quarterbacks. If that, JV maybe even right. freshman squad boys. Uh, Mason Rudolph, Devin Hodges, they were not the answer. Obviously, they weren't coming into season thinking that they were going to be quarterback with Big Ben's injury. But it sounds like Big Ben's recovering well. You know, he got the nice clean cut. He's looking good. He's ready to ball <laughs> out. There's, I mean, they brought in Chase Claypool, another receiver, but he's an outside guy. They got Deontay Johnson. They got James Washington. These are outside receivers. And Juju's just going to own the slot, you know. They get brought in Ebron. He's going to obviously play a little tight end, that big slot role a little bit. But he's still Eric Ebron. He's still going to drop 50% of the passes. No doubt. 
I just think Juju bounces back in a strong way this year, man. He balled out two years ago. Uh, obviously, A.B. was there to take some of the pressure away, but he still put up 1,400 yards and seven touchdowns and 111 catches. Like, you can't just do that just because someone else is there taking the heat away from you. You got to have talent for that. I think Juju's going to be that guy this year out in Pittsburgh. I'll give him that. I like, I like, I like Pittsburgh this year as a sleep as a whole sleeper team in general because of how weird that team was last year with how bad their quarterback play was. They almost made the fucking playoffs. They would have made the playoffs if the format was the same this year. Yeah, they're first crazy, first man. team out. Yep. It's wild to me and how bad how bad both those guys are. Hodges and uh, what the fuck, Rudolph? Uh, whatever his name, Rudolph. They're terrible. It was so risky. I, you're right. He he just fell off so bad with how bad. Um, I guess he's not a physical freak like these other studs were. Like a D Hop, who had bad. You know, Tom Savage is his quarterback and showing up. I get he's a slot guy and like the possessional guy. Yeah, that's why I think he's a little different type of player than these other. You know, these other dudes you're we're right. talking about. They're more the they can play anywhere on the field, outside, inside. You know, they're all like most of them are bigger guys besides Tyreek's a little guy, but the rest of them, you know, six three taller. Juju's only six one, but he plays the slot, man, and that's a that's a big role out there in Pittsburgh. He's my wide receiver uh fourteen, 14. just to let you know. Okay. I respect that. That's why I think like we said the top five, six, seven, maybe, and then I think this range right here is the weirdest range to rank because I think we could all we could talk up so many guys yeah, right here. Exactly. You get whoever you like in this position. Mm-hmm. Um I think with Big Ben back is a huge benefit. I just it's so risky to me because of what I saw last year. I I wanted, Ju- I mean Juju went, went super high last. That's what year. I mean. He, he was, juice. I mean, he was ranked really high last year, and we were thinking we were getting a full season of Big Ben with Juju as no one receiver. Exactly. So yeah. why I don't understand why that's changing this year so much. Why are people not back on the Juju train because Big Ben's back? I I understand the risk because I, how back how back yeah. is Big Ben? I get that. So the risk is how there. How bad that but... quarter play was, though. That's the thing. Is like people just see the ball getting thrown. Like actually, people just see the box scores. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like, yeah, and they start blaming Juju for that. None. Yeah, and it's not him. That motherfucker. They suck. Mm-hmm. I can do that. Mine. My number nine. Cooper Cup. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I'm high on him this year. I'm high on him this. Year. You high on something? Yeah. Well, love it. Talk me into the Cooper Cup. Uh. Ten tutties. Okay. Um, finished out the year with five game, five straight games with a touchdown. The only issue I have with him was his, uh, his with those five games, not first uh, season nine or excuse me, came out so hot. Was only uh, wide receiver number forty four from nine and sixteen. He came out so hot though, but with ninety four receptions this entire year and losing Brandon Cooks. The only two options, the, yeah, they got the the rookie, but I don't know about him, are Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, who is one of my guys I, I'm picking at, too. Sleep. It, yeah, he's a sleeper of mine. He's definitely a sleeper. But I think Jared Goff likes Cooper Cup a lot. So I like him. If he stays healthy, which he has, I mean, he had that one, I think, ACL injury mm-hmm. early in his career. Um, he shows out. ninety. If he has 90-plus receptions and has, I mean – He's his stat line's there. I, I think this is his opportunity to show if he can be wide receiver one. We'll see. That's why he's my number nine. He's not my number one. So I like him. I like him a lot. I put him up in my top ten because of that. We'll see though. Yes, I didn't have him. You know, he's not my technically my top twelve. But I like ah! I like him. I just I think his 
season stat line, his game log just tells a different story. Like, he was playing. It died off. It fucking died off, And it's because they switched to that 12 personnel, you know, two, two tight end sets. And they were bringing him off the field, and they were leaving Cooks and Woods there. So it, it remains to be seen if Cup is going to play that second receiver role with the two tight ends, or are they going to let Josh Reynolds or rookie Van Jefferson go out and take that spot? Yeah, and Van Jefferson is like a, I guess, a wide receiver, like brilliant guy. He comes from, you know, a coach plus player. I'm hoping he stays on the field more with the insurgence of Tyler Higby bothers me because Cooper Cup, like you said, gets off the field and the two tight end set. I'm hoping he takes Brandon Cook's spot. With that draft pick, though, and they reach for him, they must saw something in, in this guy. Um, What's his name again? Van Jefferson. Van Jefferson, yeah, they saw Florida. something in him because, yeah, he was a he. Was, I'm technically a reach, but they saw something in him, which I hopefully they don't. I mean, I reach for him as my nine because I like him. I never had him on my team because he produced a lot, though. So that's why I had him in there. I, I use my my home field advantage, and I I want to I want him to succeed with the ten toadies. I had to throw him in there. Oh yeah, I mean, he definitely think he's a touchdown threat. I just it just remains to be seen if he's going to get that number two receiver role in those. 12 personnel sets. If he is, he's going to be on the field. I think he, this is a, it's a good spot for him here. My Yeah, and my issue is is that whole team. The whole team seems like it's if, if it's it's like a half and half hour rebuilding stage. And Right, they're kind of in, in between right now. They don't really – they kind of screwed themselves with the salary cap, and I think that's McVay just kind of learning his lesson. Like you can't just go out and get all these studs and expect to pay them. Like obviously they went for it, they shot their shot, they got to the Super Bowl, they didn't win it, but you know they shot their shot. I give them that. That was like my John Kerry moment because I had Cooper Cup in my nine. I went from twelve to nine with him. And I switched my twelve to his nine. Like it's so I I am all over the place this list. <laughs> but I was like settled with Cooper Cup as my nine. Just because it's solely his touchdown threat and his 94 receptions, hopefully it stay high like that. If it's and hopefully, hopefully let's get to let's get to 100 receptions. Yeah, he can do it. I think he, he's got the talent. I mean, he's no still doubt. 26. No doubt. This is his fourth year in the league, so he's he's definitely just coming into his prime right now. Obviously, we saw that last year he was balling out at the beginning, then his snap share just went down. But he's still, like you said, ended the season on five straight touchdowns each game. So yeah. he's got the talent. Just keep him on the field. No doubt. All right. What's your number 10, man? Well, my 10 was Galladay. So I, I believe oh, that's shit. My, All right. uh, my full list is done. But who's your number 10? My number 10 was Mike Evans. Okay. So probably, you're right. We're good. So we had, I think we all have the similar. So we have similar the same, besides nine. Yeah, just I had Juju and then you Cooper Cup. Yep. So who just right. just real quick, maybe who's 11 and 12 for you? We don't got to talk about them, but just throw some names. My 11 is uh, Adam Thielen. Okay, he was my 12, and then I had Allen Robinson at 11. So you have Allen Robinson at 15. Okay. I put a, I put a Mark Cooper. I was I was flip-flop. I, is Mark Cooper was 12 slash DJ Moore, 12-13. I didn't know, I didn't know who to put at 12-13. I think, I think it really is, like, the more I'm looking at this list and stuff, I think it's the top, like, seven or eight guys. And then yeah. the 9 to 18, so those next 9 to 10 guys are just – whoever you like more pretty much they're all right around the same like it's it's hard to argue one over the other my thing my thought process on on this on this list is where do you put aj brown because is it a flash in a pan or like i looking at him he's a physical freak i don't want to put him in my list because of that 
like his like yeah he is whole offense. He is getting way overdrafted for my likings. In my opinion too, but like the way he looks, the way he is, he's a stud. I just hate their offense. I hate them giving money to Ryan Tannehill. Like I don't get it. I don't understand. He had a great year. Don't I mean lots of big plays. I think is why I don't really. It's hard to repeat yeah. big play. He had over 20 yards per catch. Like, that's yeah, as a number one receiver in the NFL, that's that's very hard to do every year. No. And it was just kind of the second half of the last year is when he started balling out. So, I hopefully, he can keep that momentum going this year. But, yeah, I think – let's see. What's what's he ranked overall? He's ranked number 16. Consensus, right? 16, yeah. I think that's a little bit too high for me. I'd be more comfortable down in, like, the, the low 20s range. Kind of by like I'm the, with you on that. I, he's dropped in mine. I just like what? Why, why is AJ Brown so much higher than DK Metcalf to me? Like I would almost rather have DK Metcalf than AJ Brown. Oh, he's my sleep. He's one of my sleepers, man. Like he's. I think he's a better wide receiver for sure. Okay, so let's hit the the sleepers then. The sneaky sleepers. The sneaky sleepers. Well, you got Metcalf. Right. Metcalf is one of my guys. So I got him as as one of my guys. I think he is going to be a stud. What's your take on him? Uh, DK. Yeah, I like him a lot, man. I in the mocks I've been doing and stuff. If it's him and Tyler Lockett are there, I've been going DK over Tyler Lockett. I think he's gonna take over as that number one. I I, I utilize him as that what the opposite was shucks. Well, not really because he scored a lot of touchdowns, but the second half of the season, like I, the second half of the season, the barometer of that. That's why I think Devontae Parker is kind of juicy too. Where like. If they ball out, I, they they pique my interest. Mm-hmm. Like the hard weeks, the hard weeks that come into play, and DK Metcalf from, from top to what week ten to 16, 17, he's wide receiver. I don't know. He was in the top ten or top fifteen. He's a stud as a rookie. He's only going to get better. I think he's I he's a guy that isn't definitely on my radar as a wide receiver three four or excuse me wide receiver two three type guy. Oh yeah, I mean, I've some of my mocks I've had him as my wide receiver one. I I don't like, yeah. I don't love it, but I think he, if everything goes his way, it will work out well. I mean, he's six four, two twenty, some two twenty nine. He got enlisted here, so still only twenty two years old. He's super young, still got a Hall of Fame quarterback, Russell Wilson throwing him the ball. Like we talked about Brady earlier with the deep pass completion percentage, Wilson's right up there with him, and DK Metcalf can fly. So it would fly. I think if they establish that chemistry a little more, you know, he wasn't playing a full set of snaps early in the season. You know, there's a few games he's down like the 60, 70 percent snap share. But towards the end, he was up in the 80, 90 every game and in the playoffs, too. He was out there. Yeah, he's balling, too. And Russell Wilson saying he wants a B. I don't think that's going to happen. I'm sorry. A B is not going to if he's going to play, he's not going to play for Seahawks. Maybe he does, but I think there's still some. Suspension or some some waiting for yeah. AB when he comes back anyway. So even if they do sign him, he's probably gonna be out for you know four, six, eight games or something, whatever they want to suspend him for. I think DJ is a legit wide receiver one for the Seattle Seahawks for sure. That's why I have him as my one of my sleepers for sure. Yeah, I like DK a lot, man. What about you? What you got for one of yours? Oh, uh, so I'm gonna go another uh, sophomore receiver. I'm gonna go with Hollywood Brown out of the Ravens. Oh, I like that. Yeah. You know, last year he he had a few uh, flashes in the pan early, and then he I think it was an ankle injury like week five or six he came through, and he was playing with a screw in his foot all season too. You know, he got that screw removed. He bulked up. You know, I saw some videos of him out there training and stuff. He looks a lot bigger than he looked. He was looking super skinny before. 
Oh, he was like one buck sixty, buck seventy. Yeah, looking like Robbie Anderson skinny out there. You don't want that. No, you don't not. So I think it's kind of like this offense, kind of like the Chiefs offense, where if you can get any part of this offense where it's a starting player, I mean, you might as well get the wide receiver one on this team. And I think he they drafted him in the first round last year for a reason. I just think that he was a little bit hurt throughout the whole season, so they never really got to use him as much as they wanted. I'm looking here, his snap share was – he only played over – 80% of the snaps one game in the regular season, and that was week four. That's crazy. That's crazy. So if get this dude on the field. He's going to catch passes. He's going to make big plays. He's super fast. So just give me a part of this Ravens offense. And so I think Hollywood break out this year. Yeah, I'm with you. I like him a lot. I like. I, he's definitely on my radar. I picked him up multiple times in mocks. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. I don't think – I mean, they didn't really draft anybody else or pick anybody else that's – worth the wide receiver one and he's the guy i mean he, he had a great rookie season where i was surprised because you saw how tiny he was you know almost like a john brown type guy where it may take a couple of years for him to get going but he's a fucking stud he showed out yeah he can put up seven touchdowns in the the 14 the limited 14 games that he played i mean that's oh he has it yeah, yeah it's just the offense they're gonna score a lot so might as well give me the receiver on their team all right well i got one i got another i got a couple of sleepers but Another one is uh, Robert Woods. Uh, I got Robert Woods down as a sleep, too. All right. So I put uh, Cooper Cup as my number nine. I think Robert Woods, could you can replace both those. I, I think it's it's a whoever wants it type deal there. He had the same percentage of wide receiver two or better as Tyree Kill, in his percentage-wise, in his past two years. Um, what is that? Or maybe his past career, excuse me, it was like 27 out of 43. I don't know the stat, the stats, but he had the same same time, same uh, percentage as him. Um, Robert Woods is a is a reception machine. I think it's a, without Robert uh, without Brandon Cooks there, he's gonna keep that. He's a, a quiet killer. Um, Cooper Cup maybe sexier pick, but I put I almost like those guys can flip flop as my number nine pick because how good. Uh, both those are, but how consistent Robert Woods is, he's always on my radar as a pickup. He's as solid as can be wide receiver, too. I can't say anything else about him. No, you hit it right on the head. I mean, he was wide receiver 14 in PPR last year, and he only had two touchdowns. Exactly. You, you got to think that number's going up, especially with Brandon Cooks not being there anymore. You know, limited games he even was there last year. Still, I think as a number one or two receiver on this team, you're going to score more than two touchdowns. I think that number's going to go up. And the other numbers, you know, the 130 targets, 80, 90 catches, 1,100 yards, that's about what Woods does, and that's where he's going to stay. Just got to get a, a few more touchdowns, and he's going to pay off wherever you get him in the draft because he should be up there, you know, top 15, top 20 almost, I want to say. Like, But he's he's down a little bit. He's like 26, 27, I think, or something like that. I was like, I picked him up, in mo- I picked him up all the time in my, in my leagues because um, – he performs, and he always does perform. He's consistent. I mean, he was in exactly consistent, and I like a guy that just can catch the rock. You know, the the mass receptions. I I love it. I um he he is a guy that I will always pick up. Yeah, I'm with him, man. Throw a couple uh, another sleepers at you. Just some names. You know, I like Debo Samuel and Sam Fran. I think he steps up as number one this year. I th- okay. I think, uh, Deontay Johnson from Pittsburgh. Think he's Me gonna, too. He's I'm gonna have a big lie. year. That's why I'm surprised you put Juju so high. I see, but I think because they play different positions. I mean, we've already seen yeah. that. Obviously, I'm not comparing Deontay Johnson to AB by any means, but I'm saying we saw Juju and AB ball out You're together. Right. Like, why can't Deontay Johnson and Juju ball out together? So I'll give you that. I'll give it that. 
And then I throw C.D. Lamb in there, too. Just a little rookie action. That's why I think Mark Cooper's just dropping. Drop, 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 drop. I, I think for his inconsistency, plus adding another weapon, C.D. Lamb, who will take, granted, he'll take the the wins and the Cobb uh, receptions. I think C.D. Lamb is going to venture into that wide receiver one and not, obviously not. Who's to say that C.D. Lamb is not a better receiver than Amari Cooper? Like, exactly. Cooper I hasn't done anything in. crazy in his career. No. And I think eventually he's going to maybe surpass him. Hopefully he has a great year. If not, I whatever. But he has a chance to surpass Amari Cooper without in year two, year three. So this is a year that Amari Cooper might have. He might be up there, but I dropped him way off my list because I don't like him first and foremost as inconsistent, plus adding another weapon. That's his skill set is a wide receiver one skill set. I, I I'm I'm with you with a CD Lamb type type pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got Amari Cooper at number ten wide receiver. That is just way too high for my likings. So I'm glad we're on the same page there. Yeah, I dropped him. He's in my what did I put him at fourteen or fifteen. Um but I put my sleeper, um, not really much a sleeper because he's been he scores a lot of tutties. Uh, Kelvin Ridley is my last sleeper. Oh, I love me some Kelvin Ridley, man. I like him a lot. I like how he performs with Julio Jones. Like who, like we said before, the stat lines, and he might take more touchdowns away from Julio Jones. But if you have both, it's even great. But having him this year, I think he's gonna perform close to that. Um, I don't want to say. Uh, I think it's a Godwin Mike Evans type deal this year with them two. I think they're 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 peaking at the right times. Right. Yeah. I can see. I can see Ridley being like the Chris Godwin of this year, if you want to call it. You know, the big breakout receiver breaking into that top ten. It could definitely be Ridley. Even if it's if it's Julio, I put Julio Jones three. If if Julio Jones is is, is four or five, and then Ridley gets to that top ten, I. That's, I mean, that's that's feasible. That can happen with that Atlanta offense, and having as much time as they have in the in the air. I think they can. I think they can capitalize on how good they can be with that stat, with that roster. I like Atlanta Falcons, man. People hate on them, but like they have Gurley, they have Julio Jones, they got Ridley. Good squad, man. There's so much, dude, and her. I mean, their firepower is there. Granted, they're in a crazy uh, division with Saints and. TB and uh, it's just it's unfortunate, but also it's it's fun because that that whole South is nasty. Yeah, those games are fun when those guys get together. Those divisional matchups are usually high scoring. You know, you get the Saints and the Falcons together. You're usually looking or hoping for like a thirty to thirty, thirty to forty type of game, something like that, where it's just a shootout the whole time. Yeah. All right. So you had CD Lamb as your rookie uh, sleeper. Is there any sleeper? I've been picking up some some rookies in the back end. Any sleeper rookie that you like you like to pick up right now besides your uh, your boy Ceedee Lamb? Uh, I think I'm gonna maybe take one of your guys here, but Michael Pittman Jr. out of the Colts. Yeah, like that big body, you know. Rivers like he's to throw dropping it a little bit though. Did you see that he's dropping a little bit? Paris Campbell jumped him now, and the and the. The projections, yeah, they because they've been talking up Paris Campbell a little bit. They, you know, Paris came out and said some things, and then Frank Wright, have they the been coach, listening? They've been listening, have they been listening? They listen oh, to okay. the champ and the chump, man. Let's go, you know, they I'm had to get you. their intel somewhere. I hear you on that, though. I like it too. I like both of them. I like Paris and I like Michael. If you could get them in the fifth, four, 15th, and 16th, or whatever it may be, pick them up. Who gives mm-hmm. a flying fuck? 
Might as well. Yeah, I think, I mean, Jalen Rager, I like him a little bit in Philly. I'm just, I don't know how they're going to use him. That's my only thing. I've been watching a lot of it. I've been, not a lot, but I've watched some of his highlight tapes and stuff like that. Yeah, he's an explosive guy, but you're right. It's kind of like one of those things where he's he's explosive, which is not a bad thing, but it's it's like the like we were talking about, um, you know, the, the the mass touchdown. There's always a regression, and I feel like he had a lot of lot of uh, easy touchdowns, in my opinion. Okay, yeah, I didn't. It was just a weird spot for them to for Philly to take him. I thought Philly would go after like a like a Jefferson. Or somewhere a more alpha one receiver type. Yeah, like a possessional, like he has hand, like not like a, just an athlete type guy. Yeah, it seems like Rag is just like another receiver in the league. I don't think he's gonna ever. I mean, prove me wrong. Go ahead. I don't. That's fine. I just he doesn't seem like that alpha number one receiver to me. No, but you're right. He's a guy that you can look at as a rookie and walking into a a team where he could be the wide receiver, like with El- Elshon Jeffries injuries and all that jazz. Um, he could have a breakout season. So I, I like that Rieger pick. Um, I wish they picked somebody else. Like if Jeff, Justin Jefferson went to uh, to Philadelphia instead of uh, Minnesota, I think I would like him a little bit more because who knows who that wide receiver one is there. Deshaun Jackson's there, Elshon Jeffries, who are both weathered. And uh, Rieger hopefully could ball out. We'll see, though. Um, all right, well. I got one rookie. I think Denzel Mims and I think Denzel, he's been coming to my radar as a guy that I like to pick up in the later rounds. Pittman's another guy. Um, Justin Jefferson is another guy. I think there's a lot of rookie talents that if you pick up in the later rounds that you can hopefully, you know, strike, uh, you know, a flash in the pan. But I, I go with, the, like you said, the, the the veteran and the guys that have been around, especially with this time where there's not much practice time. I'm going, there's going to be big, There's veterans are going to have a big year this year. I agree. I think the veteran receivers are going to have a big year. You know, a couple of rookies definitely going to show out, so you just got to keep an eye on those guys. But, yeah, it's a big uh, season for veterans, just having the extra time with the playbook and the chemistry with the quarterbacks from last year and everything. It's going to pay off big for those vets out there. All right, that was the wide receiver rankings, top 10. You know, we'll get in there with the little sleepers and the rookies. You know, we threw a couple names in there for you. Hope you guys enjoyed. Make sure y'all, you know, follow us out on the Twitter, Champ and Chump. Catch us on Apple and Spotify. We'll catch you next week with the tight end, top 10. Peace.